Hello, my name is Naranjan, the host of Master of Your Crafts podcast. Learning from leaders who are continuously inspired, passionate, and driven to align with their soul purpose, sharing their gifts to bring healing to others. The music is composed by Rebecca Everett. episode number 97 and I'll be talking to Christine Malik, a women's confidence coach, speaker, international advocate for women against domestic abuse and violence, an author, a podcast guest, and the founder of the Sassy Academy alumni and graduate in Tennessee. Her unique approach brings out the strength and the light that shines in each woman especially to those who have survived abuse. She believes once you're out of a situation, there's an even bigger challenge for women to face who I am. Her SASE program is designed to help women find answers and to achieve their goals and objectives of discovering their true, authentic, sassy self. Hello and welcome to Christine. How are you, Christine? I'm great. Thank you. How are you today? I am wonderful. I am curious to get deeper into this conversation and learn more about Christine, especially as you've labeled yourself as a sassy coach, which I love the title and I think it will resonate with many people. However, a bigger question is, what is it you believe about yourself and do you feel it defines who you are? What I believe about myself is that I was given a purpose to spread love, joy, and to help women of abuse however I possibly can. And that's where the sassy comes. Am I, do I live that every day? I try to. I try and love everybody I come into contact with. I try and heal everybody I come into contact with. I try and spread Peace, love, joy. Um, SASE is an acronym, mm-hmm. and it stands for strong, assertive, smart, sexy, and independent. Nice. And I believe that every woman, I know I have it, I believe every woman has that essence mm-hmm. deep inside. And for me, mine was almost extinguished almost put out and it it was a long hard road and and I had a lot of help and a lot of spiritual help along the way to reignite my sassy and to bring that back out again and to be the woman that I am today I I tell my clients that sassy is all caps capital S capital A okay we don't reach that every day, including me. I'm not perfect. Some days I can have a strong SAS, and then the other days I don't feel so sexy and independent, but it's still there. Uh-huh. Um, that's okay. That's okay. We, we learn and we grow and we 
we handle those challenges as they come about every day. That's beautiful. And I love how oh. you've emphasized the component of it being capital or smaller case, because life happens. Those situations really show up where sometimes we're all ready to go. And other days we're just a little bit sheepish, a little bit reserved, a little quieter in that space. Yes. So I love how you've defined that in, in those components. So nice. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's because I live it <laughs> because not every day is, is perfect. I mean, if it were, we wouldn't be here. We'd be, you know, happy and frolicking in, in, in meadows and that's not life. <laughs> yeah. We have to accept those challenges and it's, it's how we deal with those challenges that come about throughout the day. It's how we deal with ourselves when we look in the mirror every day. It's how Absolutely. we deal with others. Mm -hmm. And those are the bigger components of life, right? Those are the bigger parts of why we are here. Granted, we call them challenges, but they're really growth opportunities and they're an opportunity and a gift for us to ruffle out and let go of the pieces of us that we don't really need or that are here to teach us something because I'm a firm believer everything that presents to us in life, be it a relationship, a conversation, a something you heard on the news or whatever's going globally, is here to enhance our being. I, I and I believe that. I I I I I look at it as I say the word challenge, but you're right. It's it's a it's a stepping stone. It's a a small hurdle. And yes, it, we're we're we are supposed to learn from that and yes. and grow from that to be the person that that we have that purpose for. Yes, they're Absolutely. they're they're I say challenges, but they're they're there to, for us to learn. How can I do better? What can I learn from this experience? I, I'm a big firm believer in knowledge. The more I can gain and the more I can learn, that is the more that I can then give out to everybody else out there. And that's that's how I look at anything that happens in my life. That before wasn't like that, but I, that's how I am now. I, I enjoy that. I enjoy learning. Mm -hmm. Take it one day at a time, you know? You don't let the little things and, and all that stuff is little things. They're not, they're really not that huge. <laughs> they're all really little. It's, it's our perception. How do we, how do we handle it? How do we deal with it? How do we look at it? Absolutely. So what do you believe is your calling or perhaps one of the callings that you have in this life? To try and heal or at least let women of abuse out there know that they are not alone that they have somebody in their corner that till they can find their sassy and their voice that I am in along with many other women out there that are doing it that but that is my calling to to heal the world one woman of abuse at a time that's quite a profound statement Christine <laughs> Yes, and it, it even goes further than that because not only do I want to help all those women, but the next step then is to help them teach their children because that's the only way we're going to stop this atrocity is for moms and future moms to teach boys and girls what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. And, and that is how we stop abuse 
there's too much of it that goes on in this world and there's not enough light being shown on this topic and that's that that is the essence of what i do is to shine that light on abuse and domestic violence to say enough is enough we we can do better as a society and as humans we can do better right absolutely but even at that what we just talked about there's a reason why everything shows up in the first place and by no means am i advocating and saying that a woman in abuse in relationships or even a man at that um, in that factor too is supposed to be there i'm not saying that what i'm saying is that to be able to look at the silver lining as to why that has come about in your own personal growth not the circumstances so you succumb to them and become the victim of it but rather what is the deeper lesson what is the deeper meaning behind that so Everything does I, happen for a reason, though, Christine. I agree. I agree, and and it still does. And I and I believe that sometimes we don't know what that answer is just yet. Um, I I was asked once if if I would take back any of the abuse that I went through, and I said vehemently, "Hell no," mm. because I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I did not go through all the things that I had gone through, I would not be the advocate that I am today if I didn't go through all that. I would not learn all the lessons on how to have a healthy relationship if I didn't see what an unhealthy relationship was like. I I look at all that, the seven years and and a little bit after that, and all the, the childhood trauma that I went through as, as a learning curve, as a learning experience, yeah. be able to let other women know that, and you just touched on it, that they did go through that for a reason. Find that reason. Find your purpose. Every woman out there has a purpose. So what is it? Is it to give you the strength to take on a new challenge a new job a new relationship a new hobby you know she always wanted to be a painter and was put down for it now she can find that within herself to find that essence to find that sassy inside that's why she had to endure those atrocities to be able to say this is the woman i am today i'm not that woman anymore and and i can say this from my own perspective I am not that woman that I was. I am I am so completely changed from that woman. As much as I was a sassy woman before that relationship, and then I lost it, the sassy that I am today is nowhere near the sassy that I was before. It's a different sassy. It's a diff different capital letters on a that's daily right. basis. That's right. Um, and that's that's what I I want women to to be able to see what I saw. And to, to, to experience what I experienced, that we don't have to be stuck in that mindset or that physical location or all those things that were thrown at us by the abuser, all those negatives, um, that we can take that and turn it into a positive. And that's what I like to do. Take those negatives, turn it into a positive. So find who you are. Find who you're supposed to be. 
find that essence, find that sassy and, and live the true life. You, We're all put on this earth for a reason. So mm-hmm. let's find that true purpose and live it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's, there's a greater reason why we're here. And it's beyond yes. the evolution of our soul and having the third dimensional life that we have, you know, have children, relationships, money and laughter, joy and all that. There's something deeper reason why we're here but I we can talk about that later if we have more time (laughs) but my bigger question to you is been through what you have what do you believe are some of the attributes that you have learned and that you have garnered and maybe finessed a little more in your phase of life right now having witnessed what you have that connects you with your purpose the biggest thing that just came to mind, and there's a lot, there's, there's, there's a, uh, there's, there's a lot of things that I have learned, especially in this last year alone. The biggest lesson that I learned, and it's the hardest one, is, and and I say it this way that there's three words in the English language that are the hardest to say, that come from an extremely weak, surrendering moment but make you the strongest person in the world Mm -hmm. and they are i need help Mm -hmm. you cannot do this alone but we and we should not do this alone no matter what anybody is facing no matter what challenges i face on a daily basis if i can say i need help it puts me in a stronger mindset that I can say that's okay to need help there is help out there no matter what you know whether I'm struggling with suicidal thoughts no matter whether I'm struggling in a relationship or anything in my business or struggling with a client that I I think I don't know how to help and I go I need help I need to help her so where do I go for help and I I have coaches that I go to I have friends that I talk to and that was a huge hard long lesson that I had to learn because for so many years he had isolated me from family friends that I didn't I didn't know who to reach out to I didn't know who to talk to I didn't know that there was and I was 40 some years old you'd think I would know better but I didn't um I didn't know that I could you know walk into a church and ask for help to a priest or a pastor or whatever denomination it was to walk into a police department, to walk into a, a hospital and say, I need help and not be judged for asking for that. Mm-hmm. That was hard. And even, even as of, I think it was like two months ago, I, I laid in bed and I, I cried to my angels and, and Archangel Michael. And I said, I'm asking for help. Help me, help me understand what is going on and help me. And they said, you're asking the wrong person. And I was like, okay. So, you know, when I thought the thought through, so I'm not supposed to ask my angels for help. And they're like, no, that is not what I needed to do was reach out to all my friends and family and say, I need help. And it wasn't suicidal thoughts or anything like that. It was, it was other issues that I was dealing with. But when I, when I did that, it was it was it was as if the angels had had blew their trumpets because so many abundances came into my life that I'm like, whoa, this is what asking for help really means. 
Mm-hmm. So instead of asking them for help, and we're and and we know that as spiritual healers and in this realm that that we do talk to our angels and, and they are there for us and we are supposed to ask them for help. But they're there to help guide us also when we need it. And that was the lesson I needed to learn that I don't go to them always for help, that I go to friends and family and say, I need help. And it made me such a, a a humbled, I thought it was humbled before, but that was such a humbling experience to be go to be able to say, wow, that at my weakest moment, I became such a strong woman. And it felt beautiful. It was, it was. It, it felt divine mm-hmm. to be able to say out loud, no matter who heard it, to let you know friends and family know that I was suffering in this particular way and that I could say, I need help. And they they were there just like that. They were like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. This is what, this is what's gonna, and I was like, and then all of a sudden before I knew it, like I said, all these abundances came in and it was like, oh, this is pretty awesome. And that is why I say now to, to ask for help as much as it's going to hurt and that pride and ego, that's third dimension that we don't want anymore. Get rid of it. That, that part of the, the, the spirit, you know, we don't need that anymore. Ask for help, humble yourself because that help will come in. It'll make you a bigger, stronger, dare I say, sassier person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. It's a very vulnerable experience wanting to go out there and ask for help or come to the determination that you need help. Because I think that is often the biggest realization that you can't fix this alone. And there is an external source that is needed at this moment of time, be it the angelic realm or be it the physical realm. And I'm just going to give a different perspective on what you've just shared. So while individuals may reach out to their guides and their angels, the unseen world, the perspective that is often given is we give off the challenge to them to fix it, if you will, rather than saying, guide me, to the right individuals on this physical plane that can help me. So just as we talked about when we find ourselves, uh, when one may find themselves in an abusive relationship, looking at the perspective of how that came about and how can I find the good in this? So it's a different perspective. As is when you call out for help. It's a different perspective. Yes, I'm going to ask from above, outside of me, but it's a different perspective coming in from the people in my network. Absolutely. You you hit him. You hit the nail on the head. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And and that's what we have to do as as humans and to look at things on a different angle. Mm-hmm. A different perspective, a different, I, one of the things that was showing up for me was a hawk. Every time I went outside and he mm-hmm. actually sat on a neighbor's car and just sat there and hawks don't normally just sit there. Mm-hmm. And I went to a spiritual friend of mine and I said, okay, what is the meaning of hawks? 
and she had looked it up for me and she said to look above yes to look at your situation from above and that's what again so that's what my source my angels were telling me by sending me that hawk I then reached out to a friend and then I was able to look at my situation from above from a different perspective mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. And it's powerful when we are open to see these signs and see these messages of be it the synchronicities of life, the hawk, um, the thought of reaching out to a friend or a colleague or a partner and having a very vulnerable or different type of conversation that you may have had in the past. I feel is truly interesting and I believe divinely led I'm not talking about God in terms of a religion. I'm talking about a consciousness that is out there, if you will, that goes beyond the physical realms, that is leading us and guiding us into something much more peaceful and joyful if we choose to see it. Yes, you're right. You're right. And that that's that's that is the first step to, to recognize that there is a problem. Mm-hmm. And you know, as as a woman of abuse, I did not see it right away mm-hmm. because it doesn't happen. Physical abuse, you do not go into a relationship and immediately. Although there are those situations out there where it immediately starts physical, it starts out subtle, and you get used to and acceptable to some of those subtle changes that happen. And before yeah. you know it. You know, two, three, four years later, you're now in a physically abusive situation. Had I seen taken taken that step back and looked at things from a different perspective, I probably and I probably did, but push that thought down. Mm-hmm. He's my husband. I love him. Um, you know, we're we're in things together through thick and thin. Um, you know, I, I hear all the time, but you know, we have children together. I I didn't in this particular marriage, but. That's a big um, a concern for moms mm-hmm. that are in an abusive situation. But had I had I accepted and then taken a step back, I probably would not have stayed in that relationship near as long. But the flip side of that is I wouldn't have gone through all the physical abuse. I probably wouldn't be here today yeah. because that wouldn't that wouldn't be my path of what. I'm supposed to do what my purpose in life is. It would have been completely off in a different direction. I like where I'm at today. I like where I'm at. I'm glad you're you're <laughs> wearing the sassy well today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think I got uh, maybe four of the capital letters. <laughs> I think you might have a few more of those. <laughs> Thank you. I know you had talked about empowering women and giving individuals and women who have been in abusive relationships an opportunity to not feel like they're alone and that they have support, they have somebody standing by them, an advocate. Are there any additional intentions that you are harnessing with your craft, not only for others, but also for yourself? I want to heal the world from this. I want I want to heal women. I want 
I want I want women to know the, the red flags. I want them to learn those red flags. I want them to to be able to to find their sassy and stand their ground. And we talk I we talk about it and I hear it on social media all the time about boundaries. Okay. Mm-hmm. We set boundaries, but we don't keep them. You know, we we adjust, okay. Well, you know, I'll let this one go a little bit, or I'll bring it back down here, I'll bring it back up here. That is that is hard. We have to set boundaries. And I want women to understand that, that if you set a boundary, stick with it. If it's if it's what you believe in your heart, in your soul, in your mind, in your body, keep that boundary because that is your intuition, that is your essence, that is your sassy, not the brain. Yes. That is your feelings and your heart and your 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 center of your being telling you something's wrong. Set that boundary, stick with it. As humans, we want interaction. We want to have a relationship and we settle because we want that 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 closeness, that conversation. Don't settle because the right guy really is out there. The right woman really is out there. Don't settle. It, it, I, I believe that the universe does have somebody for us when we are supposed to meet them. I'm 57 years old and I'm still single. I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know, the right guy is out there. I don't push it. I don't look for it. I, when the universe is ready, he will bring, she will bring that person to me. Yes. So yeah. I mean, my mission is it's, 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 a, it is a mission. It is a passion of mine. Of, it's a huge passion to help women, to help them teach their children to speak all over the world and have that voice for women who haven't found theirs yet all over the world. I, I want to spread this message as far and wide as I possibly can in whatever time I have left. What does that look like for Christine? Once you've seen the ripple effect of all of what you've just said come into fruition, What's going to happen to Christine at that moment? I don't know. I never really thought about it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, joy, happiness, um, celebration. Mm-hmm. I will feel humbled in knowing that I have helped as many women as possible and men. I don't, I'm not exclusive. Um, I don't know. I don't know because I, 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 there's always somebody that that still needs help somewhere, and I will always try to find that person. But there's always somebody that you've already helped who are <laughs> yes. on their way into a more empowered, sassy kind of life. So celebrate that, that, those. That, that's funny that you say that because in my 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 signature program is the seven steps to sassy. The first step is to surrender. The seventh step is teach the next person because I can't be everywhere at once. So as I help that this woman and then that woman go out and you help a friend and you help a friend, you help a friend, however it is to give forward. Mm-hmm what you learned and how you healed that's that's that will will just make me so ecstatic 
I probably won't live long enough. I hope that's my legacy is that what I'm doing lives on longer than I. I think you might be surprised, Christine. <laughs> the influence and the impact that you are already having on these women and the coaching that you do and all that you do in not only just the intention of putting it out there is probably having a huge influence on lots of women and perhaps even men. Because one thing that I have learned having been in spaces where women have been abused, shelters, organizations, and so forth, just as much as women are hurting, men are hurting equally the same. I'm not justifying, again, any acts of it, but recognizing and witnessing the power of healing is needed for both individuals involved. Yes. yes. So the yes. advocacy, the not being alone, the support and the tools and the guides are equally needed for men too, because they are hurting too. Yes. It's a different type of abuse that they go through and, and they're more oblivious to it because they're taught to be strong and and and, and all those things that, that our grandfathers and great-grandfathers because of what they went through in that era, but that, that's not the time we're in anymore. And men men are allowed to have feelings. Men are allowed to, to, to be strong and sassy in their way and their right. Um, yeah, I agree with you 100%, honey. I, I'm not discriminating yeah. because the statistic, the statistic here in the States is that one in seven men will experience some, some form of abuse in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. The statistic for women here in the States is one in four. Mm -hmm. That's that's unacceptable yeah. in, in my world. So that's, that's what I want to change. I want those numbers to change. And over in the UK, it's worse. It's worse. Mm -hmm. Australia, some of the, um, I have a friend in Trinidad that their culture is geared towards men teaching their sons how to treat women. And it is not favorable. Mm -hmm. That has got to stop. That, that And if we can reach those, maybe not the men, but if we can reach the boys, if we can reach the women to teach their sons the proper way of being a man, mm -hmm. then we're doing okay. And if we, you're right. And if, if one woman can help one son, then he'll be able to help his friends as he gets older and as he learns and he can change the world too. Yes, that is part of my mission. My Absolutely. purpose. Absolutely. My why. Mm. I love that. The power, the power of, dare I say, intergenerational trauma. For everybody listening, whether you share it or not, each of you have a responsibility to stop that intergenerational trauma now. It's a response, it's not a choice, it's a responsibility. And only few can actually take that feat. But the quest is there. Yes. We have the knowledge, 
We have the tools. We have the know-how. We have the will. Some do and some don't. It's a courageous journey, and I honor you (laughs) for the journey that you have been on, and especially being in a place of witnessing that all over again with all these women that you are supporting from an advocate level to locking arms with them and handing them a tissue when they cry or whatever that looks like. Um, I'm grateful for you doing your part in this world. So thank you so much, Christine, for sharing your story, for sharing your journey and everything that you do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm Naranjan and you've been listening to Master of Your Crafts podcast. Please subscribe, rate and review and join me next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.